I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. We are your hosts, Anastasia. And David. If this is your first time listening, this is the podcast where we humorously normalize uncertainty. We encourage and support entrepreneurs who are determined to crush it anyway. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. We cover three areas of topics in the podcast, including business, health, and relationships. We also interview guests with successful business owners who tell their what the fuck stories and share some resources to help you keep doing something. So let's all explore how no one really knows what the fuck they're doing. Hello, hello, hello. David B. here, and you are listening to the IDKWTF I'm Doing podcast. Thanks for tuning in to part two of Anastasia and Mine's travel episode. We had an awesome couple of weeks going from Mexico City to a random underground cave in someone's backyard, the Chichen Itza, to lounging on some five-star beaches. Listen all the way to the end because we're actually giving away a chance to book a complimentary call with one of us, as well as $100 in restaurant coupons. Thanks again for listening, and remember that whomever you are, you are my favorite person. I do think the resorts are nice for someone who hasn't traveled much, like myself. This is a wonderful, like, entry entry right. point. It's so cozy. Like, we can come back here. It's very safe, you know, and then we True. can go out and explore. Uh, but that's, like, a nice, safe home base to come back to. Um, where if I was uncomfortable the entire trip, you know, and, like, not knowing what was happening. I, if, especially if I had picked everything on my own, just kind of guessing, mm. not being able to communicate, getting lost because the street signs are way freaking different out here. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it would be really, it'd be pretty miserable for me. However, we, growth lies on the other side of discomfort, mm -hmm. and it would be a very growing experience. But, you know... This was a good first one for me. I keep forgetting this is your first international, like, true trip. Yeah, yeah. And you don't seem to... I keep forgetting that because you don't seem like you're discomforted uh, in that way. I mean, have you seen the pool? <laughs> <laughs> true. It's pretty magnificent. Yeah. Um, but no, but you even seen... Even in Mexico City. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, and I'm just pretty mellow and I take things as they go mm -hmm. but without Audrey I would be pretty miserable I think really yeah um, yeah well maybe your next trip should be Europe it's a little bit more similar to America in that sense yeah I don't getting know. used to things we'll still figure it out <laughs> anyway um I've got to learn sometime right <laughs> right I mean, the goal is just now I'm gonna learn how to speak Spanish yeah like, that'll help yeah mm -hmm. what was so what was turkey like for you like turkey yeah do they in, speak in English in Turkey? Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. Yeah. Have you traveled anywhere they don't speak English? English is the language of, like, it's that language everyone learns around the world, so it's really hard not to find someone who doesn't know English. Okay. Um, I, oh, actually, no, in um, Cuba, actually. Okay. Uh, we had, excuse me, um, in Cuba, there was less people who knew English. There was some, mm -hmm. okay, because some are told they need to learn English because mm -hmm. tourism is happening. Right. And still, you have people from around the world who do speak English, like Australians and Brits, mm -hmm. that were able to go to Cuba at the time, before mm -hmm. America opened up to Cuba. Okay. <clears throat> but um, in Cuba, you do have less of that. You have more people speaking Russian. 
than you do speaking English, okay. which was very interesting. That is interesting. But um, because there was, I think I met maybe two people that knew some English. Yeah, um, Cuba is really good friends with Russia because of the communist sides of things. And when yeah. Kennedy was like a uh, whole Cuban missile crisis, mm -hmm. um, that shut things down with Cuba. So they didn't get anything from America and vice versa for decades. Right. And um, now that they recently opened up, more Americans have been going, hence mm -hmm. myself and a few friends. Mm -hmm. what, man, it's been three, four years ago. And um, yeah, we didn't meet a lot of people that spoke English, which was great for me, but they speak Spanish. So I can right. kind of figure it out. Yeah. And we actually were traveling with a gal, her name is Stephanie, and um, her mother is Hispanic, so she knew Spanish. Okay. So that was nice. Okay. But um, would I have been fine? Yeah, because it's Spanish. Mm -hmm. If I was going somewhere where they speak Swahili, I think I'd be in a little bit more trouble, you yeah. know. <laughs> but I would, I again, if I have my dictionary with me, I like my wits and my dictionary to get me where I'm going. But I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Turkey was really simple. Um, they're very slow paced, very chill. Okay. And in Istanbul, of course, everyone knows English. But we were being placed in places because it was a tour, a full tour. Okay. Like tour bus, we had our own tour bus, we had our own tour guide, he was awesome. Yeah. Um, and he was always available to translate if needed. Mm -hmm. So I, I never had, I never felt stuck. Right. But I also, we also were in place in areas where they already knew English too. Yeah. I think it's amazing the people who just grab a backpack and they're like, drop me off in the middle of wherever of Mexico and I'm just going to walk all across South America. And I'm like... It's mind-blowing. It's got to be an amazing experience. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> well, I think I actually had a little bit, you know, now that I think back on it, it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was in Cyprus, I was doing the broad program in Cyprus. Big island between mm -hmm. Turkey and Egypt in the Mediterranean. Yeah. And I was in the middle of the country, the capital. Now, granted, it was occupied by the British for a long time because mm -hmm. they literally had pounds for currency rather than euros. Yeah. And uh, at the time, now they're euros. This is how old I am. So <laughs> I'm there. And uh, of course, most people speak Greek and they don't speak English. Okay. So uh, my, uh, we, I stayed in a hostel where the landowner, he was Greek and he didn't speak any English. Then there was the soldiers across the street who were at the Green Line. If you don't know anything about Cyprus, look that up. Uh, and they spoke only Greek, no English. Okay. Like the Euro guy that I went to every day, you know, or Gyro for those Americans out there. Um, <laughs> he didn't speak any English. Like I ne was never around anyone who spoke English until I was with my teachers or my other students. Have you studied Greek? Did you know any oh, Greek Oh, not words? at all. No. Okay. Like um, I knew Span enough Spanish to kind of understand the Latin origins and then hence part of the Greek origins of it. Yeah. But like penta, that means five. Right. I think that's all I remember. <laughs> like that's all I remember. Um, so it's 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 similar to Spanish in that way that I was able to kind of understand stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when I was there, I really tried to learn Greek, and I was doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, it's been so long that I haven't used it and forget everything. But right. um, it was it was nice because I was there for three months, mm -hmm. toured all around that country, and mm -hmm. it again I think it's really. It really depends on how you approach things too because mm -hmm. like it also depends on who you are yeah. i'm a cute little white girl right so i can get away with a lot of shit <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. people usually are tend to be nice to me yeah if you're a, a tall big strong black man that may be very different right you know what i mean so um at least cyprus they think you're probably actually from africa not america yeah so it, it just totally depends on who you are and how I, it is i think that's a factor here too because i'm a 
tan guy yeah. with long hair. And a lot of people will look at me and think I speak Spanish, and then I don't. And I think they're kind of irritated with me, <laughs> right? And that could just mean me self like, like, but do you really? <laughs> <laughs> just might be me being insecure and they don't care at all. But, yeah. um, but it's definitely like, I don't know. I think women can, people are softer with women. Usually. And there's more uh, leeway on like a language barrier. Maybe. But here with Mexico, what I've found as well, like what I find is crazy is how nice everyone really is. Mm -hmm. And they're very, um, they like just conversing, even if it's someone, cause everyone here works for tips basically. Yeah. So even if they're just, they can't help you, um, they're not just doing it for a tip. Yeah. They're just actually being genuinely helpful. Kind of like. Yeah, which I learned as well. Yeah. Cause I've traveled around and you know, there's pros and cons, there's privileges with being a little white girl, mm -hmm. and then there's um, disadvantages with being a little white girl. Right. So, it, privileges is being the white side of me, okay? Mm -hmm. And everyone I, wants to sell you something. Oh, well, <laughs> the advantages is, is I don't usually get uh, targeted for certain things, mm -hmm. but because I am white, I get targeted because they think I'm rich. Right. Or they think I have money. Mm -hmm. or I'm just easy to find in the crowd, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like the craziest part, right? So we're driving in Mexican traffic in Mexico City, cars everywhere. Yeah. And uh, the first one, we were at a stoplight. And so we've got the driver, he's like our taxi driver. We've got just a car full of people. Again, just like reminds Too me- Too many of, people, not enough seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. Childhood in the 90s, right? Yes. Like kids in the back with another person. In the trunk. Four people in, <laughs> in the back seat. Yeah, like, totally. And then, um, and then I see a guy on a scooter drive up next to the car and he's like, hey. And everyone's like having their conversations in the car. And know. I'm in the front seat, gotta remember. <laughs> yeah. Next to a full-on Mexican, but darker skinned Mexican too. Yeah. So it's like you got a white blonde girl yeah. and a dark hair, dark skinned guy. Yeah. So easy to spot yeah and so the driver like so he's trying to get the attention the driver rolls down the window he's like hey my friend how's how's it going and the guy in the Vespa's like oh blah 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 and I have no idea what they're saying um, and they're talking for like a good while a while, a good while. like <laughs> after the light turns and they're still driving they're just, just like, like following each other <laughs> and then he was like okay thank you and they like uh, Split away, and I asked Audrey. I was like, "What were they talking about?" And she was in the back with the kids, so she didn't even notice it happening because it was just so normal. And uh, we found out he was trying to sell us a tour of the city. Yeah. Because assumably they saw Anastasia in the front seat, and they're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you need a tour." Mm -hmm. And but he didn't just say no. We don't want what you want or what you're selling. Yeah, or go away or leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. he had a full conversation, and this happened three times. Uh, three times. Yeah. Within about twenty minutes. Yeah. No and, joke. And each time he's equally nice. Yeah. That's mind blowing to me. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the Audrey's the same way. She is the same way. Because it's, I think it's really part of the culture. Yeah. You're going to get approached a lot, whether you're white or not. But you're mm -hmm. going to get approached a lot, and um, and that you know. I get targeted by being approached because I'm usually not the same looks as everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I remember in Morocco, for example, which is probably some of the worst of it than you, than especially here, mm -hmm. where you literally have kids who have like an object mm -hmm. and they just like, like right in your face and they're just yeah. like, buy it, please. <laughs> and, just, and like, so there's 20 of them at the same time. Yeah. Great way to pickpocket too. 
Um, but it's, it's seriously, it's like that sometimes that people just hoard up to you and try to sell you things. And so you really get tunnel vision. You just like, just leave me alone, yeah. go away. But what I'm learning here, and we talked about this is that it's sometimes it's actually sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you actually, you can build relationships. Absolutely. Quickly. Yeah. By just engaging a little bit just and language a is a barrier. Or even if it's not building a language, you, they'll teach you something or yeah. tell you like, Hey, by the way, you should go check out this thing. Or hey, mm -hmm. by the way, a storm is coming tonight. Or hey, by the way, like uh, Audrey learned with her Mexican passport, she can get discords, di discords. She can get discounts on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we, and every person that we stopped and talked to has been very helpful. Yeah. And it's never been a swindle or you know whatever that you may assume. Yeah. There's. It's just they want to help. Right. <laughs> And but yeah, I talk. but I do understand the frustration of just getting barotted all yeah. the time, um, and but since that ex the experience on day two, which has been a great primer to this mm -hmm. trip, I've been very much much less tunnel vision and more like engaging. Yeah, and it's been nice. They actually leave me alone a lot faster. So I'm like, well, you know, I just say hola, you know, buenos días, being all nice. I say no, no me gusta. Yeah, and they leave. And then I was like, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually been very pleasant. So to anyone who's listening who has these, had these experiences, just know. And again, this is the Mexican experience. Mm -hmm. But just know that, you know, sometimes engaging nicely usually helps better than just having the tunnel vision. Yeah. And I think it's just so American because we're always in a hurry. We're so true. rushed. We have something to do, somewhere to get. I'm always running late for something. Mm. So I'm like, especially like the vend the guys in the mall, right? Yeah. The center kiosks. Mm -hmm. Just like go away right right yeah and there was approaching you well mm -hmm. here people stand outside of their businesses and they try to get you to come in and that's actually mm -hmm. more common around the world than not yeah but um and you know they're just gonna be like come on in have a drink have it have something to eat and I, so actually i think that's one of the big reasons i was so frustrated with the sales conversation the sales presentation here hmm. is because not only are they okay with you not buying something that i found in mexico because you're just talking to them for a second mm -hmm. Uh, there's no like expectation like hey you're going to give me money right mm -hmm. they're just having a conversation mm -hmm. and so the sales presentation the final guy um, he's like the big manager the hard closer the director of some kind yeah, yeah. the hard closer mm -hmm. he was offended that I didn't give him my money because you didn't say no earlier no even if I had said no earlier because mm -hmm. I was just the fact that I was sitting there he expected me to say yes and it was like um, I was just a paycheck to him. I mm. wasn't a person, mm. right? Mm. And that feeling was probably amplified by the fact that everyone else has been so nice. Yeah, right. true. A lot of people were asking me, how are you going to travel to Mexico during COVID? How are you going to do this during COVID? How are you going to be safe during COVID? And I got to say, I said this in my own personal vlogging this morning. Yeah. I actually feel safer on the plane. <laughs> on the car, on the bus, whatever, at the resort especially, and even in the cities mm -hmm. in Mexico than anywhere else in the United States I've been yeah. during the last year. Tell us why. <clears throat> I know, but yeah. So I am from a very right-wing side of the mountains in Colorado, mm -hmm. and these people are wonderful people, but they are very much in disagreement mm -hmm. with the whole COVID rules, and they are abiding to the rules. They just bitch about it right <laughs> but they only abide by the rules to the point 
that they can get so far, right? Yeah. Have to wear masks in buildings in order to be served, you know, things like that. They are not wearing masks outside or around crowds outside, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Even in cities like Denver, Philadelphia, even California, like this is everywhere. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's not just a small town, but, um, and it can be frustrating in some time, some ways. Mm -hmm. Then coming here, we're walking the streets of Mexico City. We're walking the streets in, you know, for me, Tulum and everywhere else. And people are wearing masks no matter what outside and inside and a lot of face shields a lot of a lot of face shields which has been very interesting yeah um here it's kind of cool they got like a a mask face shield and then a face shield so you can see their face it's kind of cool so we can because that was the bit my big frustration i i read lips as people talk yeah it's sometimes hard to hear people because of the mask can't see the lips and then yeah and then you're like there's a language barrier and i can't hear you like i don't know what you said so they've got the clear facing up mask facing down so it's completely contained yeah um really cool it is really cool but it's just it's it's this uh I hate to know a lot of people are going to be mad about this, but so, <laughs> And this me. is how we got canceled. But, <laughs> <laughs> I said this years ago when I went to Japan, uh-huh. okay, um, that's a time where COVID wasn't happening, this is years ago, mm-hmm. and people who get sick in Asia, if they're feeling a, a cough like I am now, um, don't worry, I've tested negative, mm-hmm. but um, they will wear masks when they're at work and so on. You don't get people in the United States and most of, most of mm-hmm. Europe wearing masks just even when they're feeling not great and they go to work or school yeah um so i found that to be very respectful Mm -hmm. because you're not getting anyone else sick yeah you know and that's really nice i mean can you imagine kindergartners actually wearing masks (laughs) when they're feeling sick or under the weather like that would be wonderful having it be normal (laughs) right so don't take it home so it's been very safe and it's been really great and i actually feel safer traveling yeah. than i do it back at home at every entrance to every building they squirt your hand with hand sanitizer and they make your shoes sanitized yep. they've got a shoe sanitizer sometimes um, they'll spray you down and your luggage down yeah yeah um everywhere so they took our luggage when we first entered anywhere wiped it everything down they wiped the handle before they touch it um they wiped even the, the car keys down, the car keys yeah. everything it's so and so you know the staff is all very clean Mm -hmm. they've Mm -hmm. cleaned everything we've touched and brought into here yeah they've cleaned us so walking around the resort um that's fine we know pretty much everyone got well maybe not tested before being here so that's the only concern i guess is that not everybody leaving the united states needs to be tested coming back into the states you need to be tested yeah so but you also need to sign um a form Uh, when you're getting onto valeris which Mm -hmm. is a mexican airline Mm -hmm. because we flew in to mexico on valeris but going from mexico city to cancun we took valeris as well Mm -hmm. and they required us to say yes we know we don't have covid or we're pretty sure we don't have covid we're not showing signs of covid Right. We didn't have to take a test, but to get back to the States, mm-hmm. we have to be tested. And the um, hotels actually cover um, the services. We just pay the fee for the test. Yeah, that's the big thing. So just, I think it's very, traveling is very doable. Just taking some basic precautions. Yeah. Um, well, some things also are not fully open. Oh yeah, a lot isn't open. So being patient and being mm-hmm. okay with that is key. Yeah. Chichen Itza, open. Uh, Tulum open but there was also like no one at chichen itza which is like the best thing ever yeah, okay there was no one there's no one on these beaches 
it's just so no one empty. on the beaches no one's like there's people but it's not mm. nothing compared to what it usually would be especially at this time yeah so like going to even mexico city mm -hmm. if you're somebody who just looks to go and party wherever you're going this is not the time for you to travel yeah but if you want to go see the sites and experience parts of the culture and really get to see the history this is like your time to go yeah the only thing that we have not really been able to do is to go to the anthropology museum Mm -hmm. and then go to the actual pyramids near Mexico City we were able to yeah. do which honestly I'm kind of glad what we did what we did because yeah I mean going to the pyramids would have been great but we also went to Chichen Itza which is kind of a good compromise Chichen Itza was incredible it was absolutely let's check out those those photos and videos guys because they were awesome specifically mine because it... <laughs> rude <laughs> grossero <laughs> grossero <laughs> just kidding I learned anyway. that one <laughs> <laughs> I, I was there <laughs> Anyway, uh, um, cool. the travel Anything industry else? has a lot to work on, and I think now is a great time for them to work on it because it's not heavily saturated in yeah. travel. So if they have the budgeting, they really can make this so much more seamless. And actually, so I think that's one big thing that um, Vidara has taken advantage of because they've modeled their resorts very Las Vegas style mm -hmm. so that you never have to leave everything here. The kids are happy. You can send them off to do other right. stuff. Um, just totally taken care of, but they've been improving. So like they added Cirque du Soleil, they added a whole water park here, Yeah. you know? So, and I think they're taking advantage of the downtime. Um, Cause it will come back. It is going to come back. It is going to come back and it's going to come back with, you know, a burning desire and fury. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Revenge travel. Revenge travel. That's, that's <laughs> maybe that's what the. That's what my website or my channel should be. Revenge travel. Oh, we should look at that. Maybe don't take it before we do it, please. Yeah. <laughs> Revenge travel. There you go. Because I'm I'm traveling because I'm so mad at the world mm -hmm. and being locked down. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so do travel. If you're thinking about being in the travel industry, David actually has a way to train people because you actually train travel agents also because mm -hmm. you're even though you're young in the travel agent world, you're very savvy in terms of systems and processes. Yeah. And so that's really cool. So you tra you train travel agents to do better in those areas. I teach them how to be actual business owners. Right. Right. Where that's, I think, the other big flaw is that travel agents never get business training. Mm -hmm. They get some product training. They get some archaic systems. This is how you use this website. But they don't know how to market. They don't get trained on how to... Um, present themselves they don't get trained on how to like actually create a functional self-operating business or even loopholes and awesome deals that yeah. are out there so you are really That's good at finding those things because yeah. uh, we're looking and we haven't gotten it yet but we are looking at going to Shkaret which is X-C-E-R-A-T-E Shkaret sure. so, amusement park here yeah and near Tulum and um, you were looking into it through the back office. You're like, we can get this kind of discount. And he gets commission based off of his money he would use, the too. Ticket, the ticket I buy myself. Yeah, yeah, you would get commission off of it, so it's discounted. Mm -hmm. And then you could also do, like, an inspection tour, which gives you, like, access to the whole park, which mm -hmm. also could potentially give you access and to more discounts. Exactly. So it's, like, it's really cool with these familiar trips or familiar inspections or tours you can get. Mm -hmm. um, but you're able to find those things because you're a travel agent and you have that mind of systems and processes and being able to puzzle this stuff together. Yeah. And so this is what I'm going to be teaching people how to do very quickly and efficiently. 
get their agency get set up get them looking like a real travel agency and then teach them how to be a real travel agent right faster more fun and better than anyone else <laughs> out there boom <laughs> boom just like that <laughs> so if you guys are interested in becoming a travel agent do we look like on the link below mm -hmm. to david's website which is travelagentsco.com so travel agents with C -O. an s co.com so if you're looking for a change of career you want a new just kind of another part-time gig uh, or you're looking to just really take advantage of working in the travel industry because it gets it has better benefits than any other industry out there right um, or you want to just grow and develop as a person uh, through travel that would be this is the the best time in our entire life to do it right because it's going to be very profitable it's gonna explode it's quiet now so we can learn it without all that stress uh, and then in a few months when it does boom we're ready and that's my goal is to have an agency full of trained agents ready to take advantage of the coming right. wave of travel. So if a travel agent were to go to this website, fill out your application, say I want to have a conversation, see how this would work for me, mm -hmm. um, and they joined, uh, what are the things they're really going to learn from you? How to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. And so the host agency has their own websites and systems, but they're pretty outdated. Right, 90s though. Yeah, so I teach people how to set up their own current website with their own branding, um, get them trained on all the compliance. We get them trained on uh, setting up a business, getting a bank account. For a very small cost, too. Yeah, like you're, super you're cheap. just yeah you're just paying for the website portion you're just paying for you know yeah. being the travel agent they're not being like hey David here's thousands of dollars ten thousand twenty thousand dollars yeah yeah they're not doing that company. no yeah. this is this is something that's very very affordable especially in COVID yeah so if you guys are interested check out the link below at travelagentsco.com and you'll see David's website where you can fill out an application and he'll look it over to see if it's a good match for you guys to have a conversation to see if this industry is for you. And the cool thing is that I'm sure the first step he could do is to help you get the four-day stay at the resort like this in Mexico. Yeah. And that's my goal, actually, is everyone new comes in. Like, I want to have them book their first thing and then the entire agency goes. Well, that'd be really cool. And so we have like this huge fun trip. Like every, every six time. months or so, that'd be really yeah. fun. Or more. Or yeah. more. Or every month. You're or like, every month. Or every week. Or just kidding. You're just going to live here. Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. All right, guys. Well, that is our episode IDK WTF podcast. Feel free to check out our beacons. We're going to go enjoy Mexico. Yeah. And <laughs> you are my favorite person. Bye. Whoever you are. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of I Don't Know What the Fuck I'm Doing podcast. We can't do this without you, and to reward you for your support, we would like to invite you to something unique. Go to beacons.ai forward slash IDKWTFPOD to schedule a complimentary 15-minute phone call with one of us. You can also find the link in the description. We're here to brainstorm with you on different solutions for your business or life. We want to hear your feedback about our podcast or even just schedule some time to say hi. Not only that, but anyone who chats with us will get a voucher for $100 in restaurant coupons. Schedule some time today and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.